0: And I was so curious what was wrong. She came close to me and she said, there's a dead man floating in the water. Yeah, it was very eerie just seeing him floating there. From HV Studio, this is Unnerved.
1: Welcome back to the Unnerved Podcast. It's where normal people share their abnormal stories, and if you enjoy true stories of the strange and terrifying, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Fricky. If I'm being completely honest, today's episode wasn't supposed to happen like this. The story I was planning on releasing fell through last minute and I didn't have a backup plan. My wife, Shelby, always wanted to be on the podcast at some point, so now was as good of a time as any. We thought of two stories she could tell. The first story was something I experienced at a distance, but Shelby, on the other hand, found herself in the middle of a crime scene. This is her story. You know what story you're going to start with?
0: Which would you prefer? I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, whichever one you want to start with. I guess I'll start with <laughs> the Cancun story. For my 30th birthday, Chris and I decided to take a trip down to... Cancun and we were staying in an Airbnb we rented in Puerto Juarez which is near the city of Cancun it's not super far from like the touristy area but it was far enough removed where we found a really affordable Airbnb right on the sea which was absolutely incredible it was just so gorgeous It was right next to a public beach, and there were vendors out on the beach. Like, we would walk to restaurants at night that were right down the road from our Airbnb, and we'd be (laughs) passing vendors, calling out to us, trying to sell us things. And, you know, we were just right among the locals, which was really great for me to practice my Spanish because I've forgotten most of it since high school. (laughs) but it was a really cool experience to sort of be away from the touristy area and feel like we could more experience um, Mexico and the culture. The apartment we were staying in that we were renting as an Airbnb, in that complex there was a couple we had met who lived there Um, I think that their home was being renovated or something, so they were temporarily renting a place there, and they were also from the state, so we were talking to them and getting to know them a bit when they sat out on their patio, and we were in the pool. So this Airbnb, like I said, was right on the water, it was right on the sea, and we had a balcony looking out at the sea, and it was also looking out over the pool. So the pool was right next to the sea. There was just a retaining wall there. And it was also basically right next to the beach. So it was a great location. One day when we weren't going out and exploring the area, we had some chill days where we would just go to the pool and lay around and that was great because we like to chill on vacation. And Chris that day didn't come down to swim with me. He was working on some sort of project on his computer. I can't remember what now. But I went down to the pool by myself. I swam and then I got out and I I had brought a Jane Austen novel. I don't know if it was Sense and Sensibility or Emma. I can't remember now, but I was reading and sitting in one of the beach chairs just looking out at the sea. It was really idyllic. It was just gorgeous. As I'm reading, the neighbor I mentioned earlier, the wife, she's out on the deck, on the pool deck, and she was looking over the retaining wall. She looked really concerned about something. And then she went and got her husband. He came and he was looking over the wall with her. They went and got the maintenance man who really didn't speak any English. He was looking over the retaining wall, and I was thinking, boy, something must be broken over there, like, must be pretty bad. And I was so curious what was wrong, what was causing them to be so concerned looking at that wall into the water. I'm like, really not reading my novel at this point, I'm really just watching and curious and really wanting to ask what is going on. So eventually, the wife, I did say her name, and she came over and I asked, what's going on? And she came close to me and she said, there's a dead man floating in the water. was like oh my gosh that's horrible I didn't get up and look I was trying to be respectful of the situation because it was pretty shocking so I really stayed in my beach chair for a while and just chatted with the wife but I believe it was before the emergency crew and the police arrived there was a moment where I decided I was gonna go look and see um over the wall and I did I walked over and I and I glanced over and he was floating upside down and really I mostly remember just seeing his torso upside down in the water and yeah it was very eerie just seeing him floating there I didn't look long, I was trying to be respectful of the situation, and I went back to my beach chair. I think that she and I, the neighbor and I, just kept talking. Eventually police and EMTs started to arrive, and at that point we were asked to leave the scene because it was a crime scene investigation. I gathered my book and my little bag with my belongings and headed back up to our Airbnb, where Chris had already noticed all of the commotion, of course. At this point, they're taping it off and, you know, starting to take care of the situation. And he was like, what is going on? And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a dead man in the water. We just kept looking out over the balcony watching as they did their investigation and felt kind of awkward watching them but how can you not sort of watch and see what are they doing out there and I'm kind of weird like I remember feeling like not wanting to look suspicious from the balcony like that they could somehow think I was involved in his death or something, because that is totally my personality. If I leave the store without buying something, I'm always afraid they're gonna suspect me of shoplifting. Like, that's just me. I never wanna look suspicious, even though I didn't do anything wrong. But I was just super self-conscious the whole rest of the day because there was literally an investigation going on right, right in our backyard and a dead man in the water. And Chris and I tried to Google and figure out if we could find the story and find out did we did they like figure out how he died did they solve the mystery and we could not find anything online and it was hard to because we were in Mexico at the time and articles that would have been you know written in spanish and we never found out what happened to him but if we were to guess i mean there's there is a beach right next to the airbnb so it is you know not unlikely that he drowned that he was a swimmer who drowned in the water like he had not floated very far from the beach if that was the case it was super close to the building but you never know like you wonder was there something more nefarious happening like had his body been dumped in the water was was he murdered like we 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 don't know and it it is something that we always wonder but definitely not a super cheerful thing to happen on your tropical vacation um yeah just really makes you feel for whoever his family was and whoever was missing him and makes you wonder what happened to him so yeah unsolved mystery we took it all we brought them to our land An
1: endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did.
0: And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga,
1: Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We may never know who the man was or what caused his death. Like Shelby said, we tried to find information in the local news while we were there. And even now, almost two years later, I'm still unable to find answers to those questions. Either the story wasn't reported on or the language barrier is keeping us from the truth, though the apparent cause of death seemed to be caused by drowning. Cancun is one of the safest beach vacation spots in Mexico. But just like anywhere else in the world, foul play will always exist. America is no exception. This next story takes place in Fort Bragg, California. We were traveling on the Pacific Coast Highway and decided to stop at a local beach. This is where Shelby and I encountered someone that clearly had an ulterior motive.
0: In winter of 2019, Chris and I were traveling in the van full-time. We'd been on the road for a few months at that point, and we were traveling up the Pacific Coast Highway. It was a work day, and... We found this really cool spot on the Pacific Coast Highway to park so that we could be stationary while I worked. We were parked in a parking spot at a beach and it was just very scenic. There were families there. It was a really pretty location. And I was sitting in front of our desk area and I was working on my computer and there's a window in our van right there, and Chris was in the front seat. There was a man with a scorpion tattoo on his neck and part of his face, approached the van. He came to the driver door where Chris was sitting and got his attention. So Chris opened the door. He said he was thirsty and asked for a drink of water. And there was a drinking fountain nearby. Like you could see it from where we were parked. So that in itself was already suspicious to approach a stranger and ask for water when there's a public drinking fountain right there. It just makes you question someone's motives. As Chris gets out of the van. He goes to the back, leads the guy to the back because in the back of our van, we had drinking water and cups back there. And so the whole time he's back there, my mind is thinking and praying, God, please keep Chris safe because the guy did seem sketchy and scary. Chris wasn't gone for super long. He got back in the van. The guy had walked away. So I go back to working at my computer, still sitting there um, looking toward, you know, the driver's side of the van out the window. Very soon afterward, a red pickup truck pulls into the parking spot, the empty parking spot, right next to us. Again, on the driver's side, it was to the, to the left of the van. And it was him. It was the man who had approached us and asked for water. He was alone. Apparently he has a vehicle and parks right next to us in the spot right next to us. Again, super weird. There were plenty of open parking spots. Like why are you choosing the one right next to us? As I'm sitting there at my computer, I notice I can see through his windows in his his truck. He turns his body toward me, like you literally have to turn the way he was parked. And he puts his cell phone up in front of him as if he's taking photos of me. Chris, I think he's taking pictures of me. Chris looked over and sure enough, we decided to pack up the van and get out of there because he was was freaking us out. We back out of the spot and start to drive out of the parking lot and this man immediately backs his truck up as well and follows us out of the parking lot. It was so quick. It was, again, so suspicious. Like, he was deliberately following us. He followed us the entire way through town as we drove. It was a really scary feeling. He was right on our tail. Right before we got to the highway, there was a gas station to the right. And there was one parking spot in the gas station parking lot. Chris had the wits to turn off into that, gas station and park in that one spot because he knew that if that guy was really going to stick to pursuing us and stalking us that he would have to be really obvious about it because there was only one parking spot in that gas station. So Chris turned off and we parked there and then we looked over. The man had pulled all the way up to the stop sign, which was right at the highway where you have to either go south or north on the Pacific Coast Highway. And he stayed at that stop sign for longer than necessary. Um, There was no traffic. He was just waiting to us. It seemed like he was trying to decide, like, what am I going to do next, because he was following us. He decided, thankfully, to peel off and go south. Then we mm-hmm. headed north mm-hmm. on the Pacific Coast Highway and we drove for a while. We tried to get away from that area, and it was, I think, partially because of him. We were really freaked out by the experience. Um, and I do remember discussing with Chris should we call the police? Because, you know, he was clearly stalking us. It was a really scary situation, and I felt like we should report it. And we hemmed and hawed about it and eventually decided, you know, maybe we wouldn't call the police. And I still regret that to this day, because who knows what kind of person this was and who else he could have stalked and what he could have done. And so I do wish we had reported him. I was afraid that even though he had turned and gone south, that he would come back and try to find us. And honestly, our van, it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's robin egg blue with a white high top there aren't a lot of vehicles that look like us he could have found us so easily like there aren't a lot of even places to get off on the Pacific Coast Highway so I felt very vulnerable where we camped that night even though we were decently far away from that town I was still afraid he was going to come find us and so I do remember being afraid that night and I remember thinking about it afterward as well and sort of being aware of the fact that that man was out there. Thankfully, we never saw him again. It was a very scary experience and like I said I I really wish I would have called the police. I think it was a a good lesson my regret has taught me is that you should always report suspicious activity. Yeah, it's just it does it never hurts to report suspicious activity and you never know like what you could be preventing and who you could be helping. And so I wish, I wish we'd called the police and reported him, but hopefully he never stalked or hurt anyone.
1: I can't even tell you how many times I've researched this area and have tried to find the identity of the man we encountered, but with no luck. This experience left us with so many questions over the years. What were his true intentions? Was he local or just passing through? Are we the only ones he's pursued before? Once again, we may never have the answers. Thanks again for listening to Unnerved. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you guys want to see photos related to each episode, be sure to follow our Instagram at unnervedpodcast. There, you'll be able to see photos of the crime scene in Cancun and much more. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.